and I think we're on. All right. Welcome to the Jordan Music Scene Podcast. I'm Jeremiah Fry with Zachariah Kawesh, Grant Hazlett. Shumante Hayes. And um, today we're just here to talk about music, particularly pertaining to the students around here at Jordan. And um, Zach here is actually in a metal band. He started it himself. And um, so we're just going to have some questions for you. And, you know, it's just going to be a nice, fun talk. So one of the first questions I wanted to get out is, what is the state of your band right now? What are you guys doing, like, on a normal basis? Well, uh, right now we're, like, mostly just practicing through covers and things like that, trying to make us, like, better as a band. But um, after that, we've actually been working on our own songs that once we're done with like these like this set of covers, we're actually going to start recording stuff right now. Uh, tomorrow, actually, we're going to go into a studio and see if it's like good for our band to practice in and try and set up a schedule that's not just once a week. All right. How experienced is your band? Like, does everybody have like different level of experiences and um, music um, knowledge? For me, I, I have a lot of I have a lot of experience with, with like drums and with vocals and things like that. I'm a very ad, I'm a very avid like listener of uh, music. But when it comes to the guitarist and the bassist, um, I'd say the most I'd say mm, what's the, what's the word I'm thinking of? The most skillful. I don't know if I should say that. Uh, Quincy has the most has the most experience. Mm-hmm. Like he is actually able to do solos. He's able to shred. Garrett, I, I'd say, is like second up. He is able to play like you know chords and stuff like that. He's really good with like punk and stuff from that genre. And Colin got into bass as he joined the band. Right. But he's actually he's picked it up pretty well. He's able to follow along with the rest. And he's actually been writing some of his own stuff for the band, which has been really good. But yeah, I'd say that's kind of like the level of experience we all have. We're kind of just throwing everyone together and we got who we got. Right. And your roster, um, do you have any other students from Jordan? We used to. Uh, Quincy used to go to Jordan last year. I think uh, Garrett and Colin don't live in Durham. I believe Mm. Colin lives in Chapel Hill and Garrett lives in uh, Raleigh. That you guys have played at the school before, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, during the um, fall festival, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, sorry, fall market, fall market. It was this thing that the FFA set up in order to like sell trinkets from local like artists and things like that. And we were actually approached by Miss um, Saunders, I think that's her name. Asked me if I'm in a band. I said yes. And she asked me if I would be happy to play uh, at the fall market. And I said, absolutely, that would be great. And so we had a solid two months to prepare. And we crunched, I think it was like five or six songs into mm-hmm. our set list. Played through each of them twice. And then we left. And we used the money that we got to spend it all on uh, Mexican. <laughs> y'all receive money. I didn't know that. Do y'all like ever plan to uh, play for an event at Jordan ever again if you're asked? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I had a great time. Uh, I remember Qu- Quincy didn't want to come back here. So when we, we were in the truck and when we got here, he just like, he yelled like the F word and started like thrashing, like saying, like, <laughs> no! <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, but after graduating, that would be a lot of yeah. people's attitudes um, coming back. Again, about your roster, like, is it pretty stable? Like, do you ever try to have tryouts at like, every now and then or is it just you, I, know, you have I'd these say, people i'd say our roster is pretty stable we've been the same four for a few months now it's actually funny they asked me that jeremiah as, as you used to be in the roster uh but then you decided to join marching band then you didn't have any time for it 
we're gonna cut that out um, yeah yeah all right <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that, that is a very interesting fact um so when did you want to start your band like how did you just come up with the idea that you want to gather a group of people and just make music well i guess that starts from when i started listening to music on a more i guess consistent level before i got into metal i listened to video game soundtracks uh, a little bit of 90s rap here and there whenever it came on uh do i want to get into this oh no um are you aware of the YouTube series Epic Rap Battles of History? Oh, I yeah. am. I think yeah. a lot of us I was are. A, I was a huge nerd back then. I, I'm still a huge history nerd, but I watched all of them. <laughs> all of them. I could recite all of them. That's not good. anymore because I've not listened to them in a while, but... Uh... That, that is hundreds of videos. <laughs> I know. I know. There, uh, I think it was like 60 or something back then. Uh, um, I think it was during like season five. Um, I forgot they had seasons. Oh, yeah. That's no, how, like, that's how big it got. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I used to listen to that all the time. It was, I didn't listen to any music besides that. And then my best friend at the time was like, hey, so this is one band. It's called uh, Sabaton. Uh, you think you might like them? It's about uh, World War II. And I'm like, yeah, it'll, be, it'll probably be pretty cool. And so I gave it a listen. And I'm like, hey, it's pretty good. And then I forget about metal altogether for about a year. And then he's like, hey, so there's one band called System of a Down. I think you might like them. They're really political. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. I think I'll check them out. And that was the first mistake I've made. Um, <laughs> so I started listening to System of a Down. I really liked them. And then eventually I stumble upon the band Slipknot. Mm, and then I listened name. to their entire discography. And that's all I listened to for about four or five months. And I was like, hmm, there's probably some other bands out there I could listen to, right? Yep. And so I started to expand my horizons. And one, one of the days David walked up to me and was like, hey, have you ever heard of death metal? I'm like, no, no, I haven't. And he's like, you should listen to this one song. It's called, um, I'm not sure if I'm going to say the name, but it's... It, it's bad. Um, <laughs> Sounds like it. It's by the band Cannibal Corpse. He puts it. He, he put it on, and it starts off with with, with his riff that goes like. But when the opening riff played, I was like, "Hey, this is pretty good." And then it got to the vocals where it goes like the entire time. The whole time. Well, that's not like the entire time, but like it, it starts off with that, and it, it does that for like a solid. He does that growl for like solid ten seconds, and then he gets into the main song. I hadn't looked at the lyrics yet, right? At all. I wish I never did, <laughs> but I, I, I'm able to sing it, and I hope that no one's able to decipher what I'm saying, but, like, it, it's gruesome. It's foul. It's absolutely rancid. <laughs> Is that, like, like, do things like that commonly come up in metal music? Is that a uh, commonplace? I, sometimes in death metal and sometimes in black metal. I generally don't see as gruesome lyrics in the other genres. Death metal is all about shock value. Is, is all about shock value. It's the same thing goes with black metal. Black metal tends to stay at a more anti-religious and a more like fantasy kind of uh, stance, while death metal more more focuses on like gruesome stuff. There's actually a subgenre of death metal called gore grind, and gore grind is what you get when you mix death metal and grindcore, and it's. It's something. the The band that pioneered it, uh, Carcass, actually used like medical textbooks to write their lyrics. It, it's crazy. And, and not, not, not only would they would they use those test those textbooks to write their lyrics, they would cut out like parts of it and like do the I forgot the name. Is it a collage? I think yeah. that's what you call it when you like yeah. cut out little parts and you, you glue it under the sheet of paper. That's what they. That's how they made their album covers. And it was it was really cool to me. They started off as gore grind. They pioneered the genre, and then like around the two thousands, they were like, you know what? How about we pioneer another genre? And so they pioneer, um, they they pioneer melodic death metal, which is pretty good. Metal um, has so many subgenres. So many subgenres. Like so many subgenres. It's, 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 it's crazy. Insane. 
it, it can be kind of a headache sometimes, but as someone who's like listened to the genre avidly for years, it's not difficult for me to keep up. You can play any like metal song and I can find the genre that it is just, right. just by listening to it. Do they like make any R&B type? Um, there's sometimes people mix like genres and things like that. Like for example, metalcore is what you get when you mix, um, well, okay. First wave metalcore is what you get when you mix hardcore punk and metal. Nowadays, metalcore is more like a mix of pop and metal. And some of it's pretty good. Some of it's not. I personally like the band Architects. I think that they're great. If you show me the band Bring Me the Horizon, I will not like it unless it's the first album. There's been a lot of times where they mix rap and metal. That's where you kind of get like new metal and alt metal and rap metal. I think I remember you maybe yeah. showing me something like that. Yeah. And um, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, have you ever heard of uh, Rage Against the Machine? I have. Yeah. They're they're an example of a rap metal band where like the lyrics are more, per, uh, they're more rhythmic and percussive rather than they are melodic, which personally I prefer because not many people do that. Like in most genres of music, you uh, there's melodic vocals where it's like, oh, it's something like that, but it's not just like, ah, 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 or something like right. that, you know? When you write, um, like what genre do you tend to go to or you just let the ideas flow and it fits in wherever it would, it would just fit in? I happen to write a lot of thrash metal, which I don't intend to write a lot of thrash metal. I'm usually focusing on making like death metal or things like that. Like only recently have I actually come up with like a death metal riff um, that actually like makes sense. But, like, I usually go for thrash metal. And it's not intentional, but it's just what ends up happening. Because, like, it's a simple genre. It's not something that you have to focus on making. It's just fast. It's right. fast, and the drumming is usually simple but fast. Right. So it, it, it makes it not so simple to play. How do you feel about the reception on metal, like, by the public um, and just... People who genuinely aren't exposed to it on a normal basis. I, I know that like a lot has changed since maybe like the early 2000s and 2010s to the more, you know, accepting and trying new things culture we have today. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious on like like today in 2023, how do you think the reception is on metal? If it's misguided or if people are starting to get it a little bit? Well, uh, of course, when you have any sort of genre that's you know kind of niche, you end up getting elitists and things like that. I'd say what what stops a lot of people from getting into metal is the vocals, like because you know harsh vocals are very common in metal, and people don't really know what to look for when they don't want harsh vocals. So like what I do. Um, when I like am talking to people and they're like, hey, do you have any like metal songs that you think I might like? I always show them something that that doesn't use harsh vocals. If they don't like that, then I try you showing them something with harsh vocals. Right. So metal has like songs that are better, like entry yeah. level songs. Yeah. You know, like to get these like, people into the genre. Yeah. Like System of a Down is a pretty example of like an of like an entry level oh, band. Yeah. That, 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 yeah. That was my entry metal band. Like Chop Suey, I'd say anyone can listen to it and they can enjoy it. Same thing with Toxicity and songs like that, because they're not like heavy. They're just they're kind of they're kind of groovy in a way and. The chord progressions are made in a way that it's kind of acceptable to, like, the mainstream, I guess. Yeah, I totally get what you mean. Yeah. So, like, for your band, um, how long have y'all, like, been together so far? Uh, we've, we've had a bunch of lineup changes, but I'd say the band officially became a thing back in October last year. So October we're, we're over a year, year old now. And um, when you think about the future of your band or just the potential that it has, like, what do you commonly end up thinking about? Um, I usually think of like just okay. I, I'm I'm ambitious. If I can get my band to like become like an actual popular thing that can sustain me as a job, then that'll be great. Am I expecting that? No, absolutely not. I see my band as like just a hobby that I do on the sides, like you know Saturdays or things like that. We play a gig and stuff like that. We publish a few albums. That's how I see my band going. If it goes further than that, that's great. That's yeah, that's right. everything I could have hoped for. Like I I love music, and if music can be my like job, then I'll be living a happy life. 
right that's, that's a smart way to go about it like how i wonder how your other members feel like do they plan to stick around for a long time or is it just like you know a, something they just do on the side as well i think that they all like, plan on sticking around for a while okay. like um quincy's been putting in a lot of effort when it comes to recording and production um which i really appreciate like he's been putting so much effort that he actually got like burnt out like a few weeks ago he, he just didn't feel like coming to practice because like he's been doing so much right so like he really just needed a break um which i really appreciate that like if it hadn't been for him we wouldn't really know how to go about recording stuff and the same thing goes for winter who used to be a member of the band but is now going to college um uh like uh college for music right yeah it's up in, it's in uh, upstate new york Wow. Um, I, I, some people have like asked me, uh, so where do where where does winter go? I don't know. I, 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 all I know is that it's an upstate, and that's it. Um, I know that she's having a really good time up there, and that's great. And how many people like know of you guys? I'd say most of Jordan knows that my band is a thing. Uh, at least people who know me or used to know Quincy. Um, I know that the like uh, most classes that I'm in know that I am in a band of sorts. Right. Which I'm in, a, I'm in quite a few classes, but I'd say. The reputation that has to do with me is usually more focused on the fact that I dressed up as Jesus, not that I'm in a band. Mm. Um, <laughs> which I, I like. Uh, speaking of which, just a little, little tangent. Um, I, I've been thinking about dressing up as Jesus again uh, on Easter. You know, saying like, "I'm back, guys." You know, because <laughs> like that—that's that, uh, supposed to be when uh, Jesus uh, came back from the cave, right? Mm -hmm. like, like he uh, rose again. I think that I think that'd be that'd just be really fun to do. It would be. Yeah. I mean, so like as far as reputation goes, like, would you like it if your band was like just known around the school? You know, people talk about it. Like, would that be enjoyable? Uh, oh, for yeah. You? No. Yeah. That would absolutely be enjoyable for me. Like, I would love it if like my the more people my like our music can reach, the better. Because right. like the whole thing about music is just like doing what you enjoy doing and then showing it to other people. It's the same thing as like drawing art. It's the same thing. It's sculpting statues. It's the same thing as making a podcast. Like it's one of those things where it's just like, it's a pride project. You make it. And if people like it, that's amazing. You want to show it to the world. You're proud of this. Like if I were to say no to like saying like, Oh no, I don't want anyone to know about this. What what's the point? If you're gonna make art, you should show it to someone. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I like agree. you can also keep it to yourself, but like, you'll never get that like kind of approval. You'll never get like an outside opinion, and so like so much emotion has been put down onto paper, onto a computer, onto anything really, and it's just kind of been sitting there. No one's seen it except for you. Do you ever worry about backlash or critique for the type of music or songs that you may ever make both in in school or out? Not really. I usually like usually I kind of revel in it sometimes. Mm -hmm. I remember uh, back in middle school, I was a huge smartass. Basically, like so I became an atheist in around like fifth or sixth grade. So that like kind of idea was baffling to other students. And instead of like feeling down that I was being like, you know, uh, pushed away from the community I was like y'all are a bunch of idiots I'm the smart one here I know what I'm talking about you can live in ignorance because ignorance is a bliss and trust me you seem like a very happy person but like well, when it comes to the genre like if people are like you worship the devil and things like that oh no it's the scary red man from the underground Karen effect yeah like I, I think that that's actually one of the reasons why a lot of people don't listen to metal is because a bunch of like old people were like it's the music of the devil yeah. they're gonna go to hell if you listen to this no <laughs> yeah and the crazy thing is there's just so many like there's, yeah. there's just so many there's christians so... and so many radical I know. christians too honestly um i feel like some of that is like also just old style like racism 
Oh yeah, you know, yeah, back yeah. in the day, mm-hmm. black people used to yeah. like rock was made by black people. Yeah, metal was made by white people, but it it, it was like if it had been for rock, metal could not be a thing. Right, and I think it's because like when you have music that does anything but make you happy, then like most music makes you happy, right? It makes you happy or it makes you calm. Like pop usually makes you happy. It's like you know party, party stuff like this, things along those lines. Uh, rap it's usually about like. Having money, living your life the best that you can, things like that. Um, and then usually in jazz, it's just about, you know, nice and calm, relaxing, things like that. I think R&B does that too. Right. Um, but then rock and metal, it's like thrash around, have a good time, but also do it violently because none of the genres, like, they they don't focus on having you express anger. And I think that that's a, that's a problem because yeah. when you listen to the music, what it does, what it, what it does is it influences your emotions. When you're listening to pop, you're expressing happiness. When you're listening to jazz, you're experiencing calmness. When you don't experience some of these emotions, they just kind of build up inside of you. And it's just not really good. It's good to express these emotions. We're, like Humans aren't meant to keep things to, them, to themselves. We wouldn't be social creatures if we were. Mm-hmm. Like Metal is a great way for me personally to calm down because I'm expressing that anger, but I'm not hurting anything or anyone around me in the process. Like, sounds like a healthy way to do it. Yeah. Like you're just sitting down and you're listening to music. That's how you're getting all that energy out. And like if you're so angry to the point where you need to like get physical, you can just thrash around. And it's so much fun. It's so much fun. Oh. Like um, I remember the other day I was actually listening to uh, the song called Cenotaph. Um, and I was just thrashing around my room the whole time. Like hair was covering my face completely because like I, I, I have a lot of hair. Like I, I looked like um the thing from the Adams family, you know, the, the guy with all the hair, you got the top right. hat and the glasses. I looked like I looked like him. Um but yeah, like it it's so much fun just letting go and going crazy for a bit. It's awesome. Yeah, I love that music is just expression. <clears throat> uh like you said, no matter the genre, you can get lit. Yeah. Like no matter the genre, you can get lit and that's what it's all there for. And um so I wanted to throw out a hypothetical out there. Say yeah. like I was going to first say, just say that you've graduated and you're on your own time, but because you don't go to school, you have a lot of extra time. Like That's like seven to eight extra hours for you mm-hmm. to do what you want to do. And if you had that much time to put into your band, like where do you think you would be at right now? If I had like eight hours a day to put into my band, I would be crazy. <laughs> I'd like, <laughs> I, I would be insanely good at like my instrument. I could probably like easily do vocals and drumming at the same time. But like the the thing is, is that if I have that free time, I know I'm not going to spend that all on practicing. That I know I'm sense, not yeah. going to spend that all on like you know playing my band. I love my band, but I also like have other things that I do. Like I care very much about my friends. I care very much about the people around me, and so I end up spending a lot of time with them. Like I most of the time that I spend when I'm at home, I'm just on call with like a friend group, and we're just chilling. Mm-hmm. It's great. Like those people are the reason why I'm here today. They're the reason why I'm as happy as I am. And it's just, it's great. And I feel like if you did spend that much time practicing each day, you would get burnout really fast. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Like, you would burn out really fast. Like, motivation is a really powerful tool. And I'm, okay, so I'm on the autism spectrum, which means that motivation usually comes with hyperfixations. Now, I can can hyperfixate on something, but only for so long. And when I stop, then the, like... I'm able to hyperfixate, but I'm also able to hyper dissociate. 
So like if I if, if I get burnt out from something, I don't do it for months, mm. sometimes years. Like that happened to me with Minecraft actually. I used to play Minecraft all the time. I used to play Mario, I used to play with friends, and then I got burnt out. I've not played it since. Wow. That was years ago. I've not like I picked up Minecraft maybe like once or twice. I would play it for like maybe an hour or so. I'd be like, ah, I think I'm done here, and then I never play it again for a few weeks. Mm. Like it's kind of difficult actually because I have to make sure that I balance like mm-hmm. the way that I do things. Like um, there's a game called Europa, and it's a map game, and I I it's great. It's very fun. But there are times where I just don't go playing it for months. And then I come back to it, then I'm playing it all the time, and then I get burnt out, and then I don't play it for months. And then I repeat that process several times, and now I have 4,000 hours in the game. Help me, please. Has that, like, has that, um, like, already affected your music at all? Like, has, like, has there ever been, like, a song that you just completely just, you know, your mind just completely leaped out of it and yes. you haven't come back to it that since. is Slipknot's entire discography <laughs> I struggle to listen to them now because I've heard all their songs I know all their lyrics I know every single riff I know the chord progressions and so it's just not interesting to me anymore like even like their new album that I hadn't listened to yet I found myself expecting what they were gonna do with it because I've heard this like style so much makes sense and it's just it's, it's kind of disappointing really that I can't really enjoy that you know artist anymore and the same thing goes for the band Rammstein like it's I've listened to them so much that it's just not really on my radar anymore. Mm. Like sometimes it's good because sometimes it gets me out of my comfort zone and I actually start doing new things. But also sometimes it's just really annoying. So I wonder what's your role in your band? Like what do you consider to be your role? Both as in like what you actually do playing wise and just the role that you have for your other bandmates. I'd say that I'm the front man, but mm-hmm. I'm not like the front man in like a traditional sense because I'm not on vocals. I'm the front man, but I'm the drummer, and I think that's kind of a rare thing that happens. It is, yeah. Because like you, you never really see bands like that. It's almost it's almost always the vocalist. If it's not the vocalist, then it's the guitarist, the slash vocalist. <laughs> um, but like never have I seen a band where the drummer is the front man. I guess Mashuga kind of is like that. I guess Infant Annihilator is kind of like that. But it's just it's odd. Would you consider switching positions in the band ever? Yeah, absolutely. If I if I, if we find a really good drummer, I guess like on on some songs they can do drums, on some songs I can do drums. But like, if I could be a vocalist, I'd be a vocalist. Um, so vocals is your thing, like that. Yeah. That would be mainly what you would focus on yeah. if you could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, like I'll still play drums on like some of the songs because I love the drums. The drumming is fun. Um, but also like I have spent so much time like practicing my technique. I've spent so much time figuring out how to do my kinds of growls that it just it it feels kind of bad that i i can't really use it very often so when we were gonna when when we started playing the song cenotaph as a band i was so happy but like uh uh, initially uh gary was like all right let me let me uh, check the lyrics i'm like no i'm doing the vocals for this (laughs) song okay this is my turn buddy (laughs) sound excited (laughs) yeah um and so like that that's kind of what we're doing right now Uh, yesterday uh we had practice and we were playing cenotaph and it was so difficult because I am not used to doing vocals and drumming at the same time. Um, but Cenotaph's drumming is fast. It's death metal. Yeah, it's fast. It's death metal. And the the drum beat, like on the intro and for most of the song, usually goes something along the lines of... Um, it's like something fast like that. You're, like, you're doing fast double basses as if you're riding a bike. Um, and at the same time, like, 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 like while it's doing that drum beat... Um, after like one repeat of doing it, it was like two or three repeats actually, 
uh, while you're doing that, you also uh, hear the vocals go like, Cedotath! And it's just, it's just really like heavy, like, it sounds like a train is running. Right. You know? Like, that kind of drum beat paired with that, it's so good. But imagine playing that on the drums while you have to do that. Sounds impossible. Like, yeah. harsh vocals are difficult to do because they require so much breath support and they require so much technique to pull off. So you have to, you have to think about what you're doing. Because if you don't, you're going to end up getting yourself hurt. Like, for example, um, what a lot of, uh, what a lot of um, people end up doing is they end up doing inhaling because they think that that's how they do the vocals. So it's like, <laughs> something like that. Generally, you don't want to do that. That If you do that for like prolonged periods of time, that will damage your vocal cords and you will find that you're in a worse position than you used to be. Right. Like, of course, you do it sometimes as like a little, you know, spice on the top. There's one band called Hemorrhage. Um isn't that like a like brain damaged? Hammers, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, they're actually a gore grind band, but in their songs they kind of mix that kind of like with a like sometimes, and it's it, it works perfectly. But they they don't do it all the time, and so they're able to like maintain their vocal style while also adding that little effect to it. And it's good. So how would you describe your vocals to somebody who has never, ever, ever heard metal or any subgenre of it? Want to hear my bear impression? Yes. That, that, that's how I describe it. But I'm um, here. Oh, that was an actual bear impression. Yeah. That, that's how you would describe yeah. um, your vocals. So you know, what kind of vocals do you dabble in? Uh, mostly false chords. So, um, human beings have two sets of vocal chords. We don't really use one of them as often because we talk with one with one set of them, and we're very we're very verbal. But, um, for example, right now we're I'm using true chords. Speak. Speaking. You're using true chords. However, it's when you burp and when you sigh. Those are the two most common times they're using false chords. So, like, for example, let's say uh, you had a long day, you're tired as hell, you just want to lay down, and you get home, but the dishes aren't done. So you walk in there, you look at the dishes, and you're just, uh, something like that. You know, that kind of, uh, 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 uh. like, you're able to turn it into something else. You're able to put more emphasis on the, uh, and not the, huh, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, of course, you, you can go, you know, deeper and deeper. Or you can go higher and higher or just make it more aggressive. Like in black metal, instead of hearing more, you hear more and things like that. Which like it sounds kind of goofy sometimes. But the thing is that you can probably picture like like an an, an imp or something sounding like an that. Imp. So it makes sense. It works. Like it's not like a, some big demon. It's just kind of a something like that. Like an it works. Uh, looking at our time here, would you like to demonstrate um, some vocals you have, either original yeah. or actually? Um, here, let's see if I'm actually able to find a, a quick song I could sing along to. All right, sounds I'm just gonna good. check the lyrics. Should, should I do Cenotaph? Honestly, um, whatever you think would be the most entertaining or impressive to listen to. All right, here you go. It's your world. All right, I'm just gonna do like two uh, verses. <clears throat> Although you stand the final parody. Adjusted to silence, a memorial to mortality, carved in stone, a tribute to the dead, for nameless victims whose litany is unread. Yeah, there's something like that. And then like later on in the song, it goes into, um, 
Uh, let's see. What, what else? All right, here we go. I just have to say, this yeah. has to sound absolutely hilarious. Oh, oh yeah, if anybody no. can hear it. Oh, on oh yeah, yeah, on the side, yeah. Those guys doing in there. Here, um, this isn't the next part of the song. This is the part where like it, it goes from like this beat to just. She goes, never forgotten what everything goes on. A dark reminder to mankind's oblivion. It's all an image constructed with resolution. A monument towards terminal conclusion. And then it slows down a little bit. And then it goes back into the... But, like, right before it goes in, into that, it hits you with that... Cenotaph. And then it just... It ends with the same drum beat that it starts off with. Epic. And what's great about that song, actually, is... Uh, a lot of both their songs start and end with that drum beat. So during their concerts, their concerts don't end. Mm. The songs are they're all like compiled together. That's really cool. So it just blends in from song to song with that drum beat. It's so good. Cause it like the the genre of music, it goes with it so well. Like it sounds like a train. It sounds like a train running. That's it's it, like an endless train of brutality. It's it's amazing. But yeah, exactly. that that's there's vocals. It's demonstration of the vocals. I love this band. I'm geeking out. But yeah. I mean, how long have you been building up your vocal chops to be uh, able to do something I'd like that? I'd say about two or three years, actually. Two or three years. Originally, I, I did it as a joke because, you know, it, once you when, you when you do things as like an inside joke or like a recurring joke, you're you're practicing it every single time. And I remember uh, that whole like inhaling thing. I used to do that because I thought that that's how you did it. But no, it's not. And eventually my, my voice started feeling rough and rough. And I was like, oh, God, wait, that's not how you're supposed to do it, is it? Because, like, when you're doing it and it hurts, that means you're not doing it correctly. Right. But yeah. Uh, two questions. Since we're on vocals and lyrics, firstly, do you ever plan on expanding your vocal capabilities? Absolutely. Uh, I used to, I, I tried to get into vocal fries, kind of like Linkin Park and things like that. But I just, I could never wrap my head about it. Actually, um, Grant, I remember I invited you to my house uh, one time uh, to try and uh, teach me how to do it. I'm gonna be honest. It went in one ear and out the other ear. Too. I mean, we got pretty sidetracked. I, I, mean, I mean, yeah, we 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 ended, up, we ended up just listening to music, but it was fun. We we hung out. It was great. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. like if if I could um, figure out how to do like vocal fries and things like that, that'd be great because those are always useful to know. Secondly, since you said you were a death metal band, what would you plan on like putting in your lyrics? Probably stuff about politics and like the way that like the world is around us. Because, like, I'm a very political person. That's kind of, like, my whole thing. Ever since sixth grade, I've been heavily invested in, like, the way the government works, the way that things are run. And I've kind of been disillusioned with, like, what we have right now. I believe that, like, democracy is very important. But the democracy that we have doesn't directly represent us. And I think that's a big problem. Mm. And, like, my political thoughts, I, I have enough to write, like, a an autobiography on <laughs> I have a lot of opinions on things, but I think all in all, to simplify everything, I feel as though things aren't equal, so we should do everything we can to make things equal. Like when it comes to economics, when it comes to race, when it comes to religion, when it comes to gender, I feel as though if you're doing something and it's not hurting anyone around you, like it's your choice, you should do it. Mm. Just do it. Like if you want to, I don't see why I, I don't see why I, I get to tell you how to live your life when I have nothing to do with it. Like, I don't know you, exactly. but like there are these people who think that they have the right to tell people that them being happy is wrong. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. 
Um, you started a club, like a metal club at Jordan, right? Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, so how, how was that coming along? Um, and what are the activities that y'all doing there? Generally, we don't have all too many people uh, coming over there, but we're still kind of like, you know, pushing through. We're still having the club because for the people who are there, they're interested. So, of course, we're going to like, you know, do what we do. We meet every other week on Thursdays, but it's kind of like a, an introduction to the genre from someone who's like had a lot of experience with it. So next week, actually, we're meeting, we're going to be talking about thrash metal. So bands like Metallica, like Megadeth, like Slayer, like Anthrax, Exodus, Testament. I can name a lot of them. Right. Sounds but, like it. Yeah. Uh, so we've compiled a bunch of songs. What's, what we're going to do, we're going to write names of the songs on the board. They're going to play the songs through the computer. And I'm just going to give a description of what they're doing there. Give maybe like uh, kind of the history of what happened to get to this point. And all around, like maybe some ways to enjoy it more. Like, for example, like rhythmic vocals uh, compared to melodic vocals, like harsh vocals and things like that. If you're able to enjoy like a good drum solo, like in jazz or something, you can enjoy harsh vocals because like it's not it's not a melody. It's percussive. And so I think people misunderstand the way that vocals are. They think that if it's not melodic, then it's garbage. Mm. I, I disagree. Well, I just have my final question here. Um, and it's, you know, going to draw back to vocals. But when you were talking about it, I was curious if you had any, you know, certain people that you were inspired mm -hmm. by or that, that you looked up to and learned from when it comes to your vocal progression and journey. I didn't actually look up to all that many people when I was uh, doing vocals. But during my time drumming nowadays that I'm drumming, I used to look up to what's his name? What's his name? Joey Jordison from Slipknot. Uh, he's my favorite drummer. I looked up to him greatly, and I always wanted to meet him. But then he ended up dying in uh, 2020, and I, I was I, I was distraught. Like I I was down the whole day. It was horrible. And so nowadays I look up to um what's his name? Aaron Kitcher from Infant Annihilator. He's like kind of my role model nowadays. But I guess in vocals, I just I guess Abbott is kind of what I look up to when it comes to like my more medium range vocals. And when it comes to my more deep vocals, I think I kind of look up to uh, the folks at Deicide. I think their vocal style is pretty good. I like it a lot. I don't know the leader's name, though. I listen to them here and there, though. All right. Nice. Well, yeah, that was my final question. Um, if anybody else has anything else they want to ask him or inquire about. <clears throat> if you make any original songs, would you like consider doing a music video? Absolutely, actually. I think I think that'd be really fun. It'll it's definitely not gonna be something like high quality. It's probably just gonna be something you know made in my room or something. But I think it's gonna be fun. Maybe just like a video of us playing along with the music, like the track going on in the back. Just have someone like with a camera, like show clips of us playing, like piece it together. I think that'd be really fun. Maybe we just like record like a, like a, one of our practice sessions, uh, and we layered like the recorded product on top of that. I think that would work. Mm. Like, of course, like, you know, move around, cut to different, like, of course, like, have it be like a professional recording, not just taking a camera, putting it in the corner, and then hoping for the best. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'd like to do a music video, uh, video at some point. Something to note about that, I think it's a possibility that the Jordan Innovation Lab might have the capabilities to film something like that. Oh, that'd be really that fun, was yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, if you if you guys want to, I, I'd be down to ask my band if they want to record a music video, see if we can, like, find a song or something. Uh, it'll most likely be a cover because we're still working on our original music. Actually, we do have a song that I think we can use that is ours. It's called Stoner Queen, but the uh, the name is is definitely pending. Uh, this one uh, Garrett wrote, whose taste in music uh, differs from mine. It's kind of a stoner metal kind of thing. It's a bit slow, but it's very groovy and it's very syncopated, and I like it very much. But I'd say like that that one's already done. 
like we just have to record it and then we we should be good to go cool yeah all right sounds good i mean so everybody satisfied yeah. with the question yeah. I, I think i think this is this was good I, I, it's, it's been a pleasure yeah it was, it was a great interview thank you for coming in uh being so talkative having us uh you know giving us stuff to talk about a lot of content you know being mm. cooperative and uh, yeah maybe one day we'll have you back you know for a future episode that would be dope yeah, that'd be great yeah but uh thank you all for listening this has been the jordan innovation lab with the jordan music scene podcast y'all have a nice day